there's something about animated food that is absolutely delicious, or it looks delicious. I don't know what it is. I, I can remember watching Pokemon growing up, and I think it was because Ash was always traveling, and he didn't have much food in his backpack, and it seems like whenever he ate, he disregarded all the manners. Again, he was 10 years old, but he had no table manners, and he would just shove food into his mouth as if he hadn't eaten for a few days. I specifically remember in the Pokemon movie, I want to say that came out in 2000, he was eating what looked like burnt tater tots and then mashed potatoes with scallions on top. So questions right off the well, one, I don't actually know if that's what he was eating, but two potato dishes at once, at, I don't know how I feel about that. But the fact that he was just shoving it into his mouth, it just looked so good, but it was so simple. It's, it's some, I remember uh, Jimmy Neutron, and I believe his dad's name is Hugh. I, I hope it's Hugh. But whenever Hugh would uh, have his breakfast, it's a classic, you know, two pieces whole wheat toast. It was probably white bread. I'm going with whole wheat though. Sunny side up eggs, some bacon. And then the way he drank his coffee, Hugh, Jimmy Neutron's dad, um, Mrs. Neutron, oh my, was her name Judy? I believe she would take the coffee right from the pot, pour it into Hugh's mouth, and then say cream or sugar, and he would say yes, and she'd chuck sugar cubes and some cream into his mouth. And that's how he drank coffee. And there's something about that that's, it's attractive. I like that. And I don't know what it is about it. I think they paint the picture well enough to the point where I wish I was in that picture myself. That's not my reality. I don't think I've ever had burnt tater tots and mashed potatoes at the same time. If I tried drinking coffee like Hugh did, I'd end up in the emergency room. But there's something about it. I, I think, and but the, well, here we got to look at it this way. That's human food. That is, that's all human food. Hypothetically, I could eat all of that. I could put tater tots into the oven for a little bit too long. I could mash potatoes at the same time while they're cooking. And I could do that. Hugh's breakfast, pretty simple to make. Where things get a little tricky in terms of animated food looking good, I, um, I was making pasta the other day. I, for the most part, pasta, it's, it's very simple. It's not that hard. You cook the pasta, get the water boiling, put some salt in to lower the boiling point. You pop the pasta in there, you cook it nine minutes, obviously, depending on how you like it and depending on the type of pasta. And then you get some sauce, you pair it up, and that's basically it. I had canned pesto ready to go. I uncorked the cap, took a fork in there, mixed it around, make sure everything was good to go, drained my pasta, put a tablespoon, slap it in there, mix it around. And I was having pesto pasta, it, it, literally just like that. And it was good, but I've been a late adopter uh, to pesto. I want everyone to know that growing up, it was always a red-based sauce. More often than not, uh, a meat-based, red-based sauce. I don't know if that made sense. It, your classic meat sauce. You get your low-fat ground turkey, some tomato paste, uh, diced tomatoes, olive oil, salt, pepper, a little garlic powder. I don't know why you would vary otherwise. That's a pretty good setup. Never did pesto growing up. I probably got around in my late teens, I first started like truly accepting pesto and it would be in your classic panini, uh, maybe some sort of club sandwich. And then eventually I realized, wait a minute, I got to put this towards pasta. I have to see what all the hype's about. It's such a summery dish. The, the pasta sauces I grew up with, uh, something out of a Campbell's, you know, hearty soup commercial where pesto might be out of like a, a Yoplait light commercial. Uh, they had the whole key lime pie, the Boston cream pie flavor. 
they had that promotion going for a little bit. That's more of how I viewed pesto. And that's not bad. I mean, on a nice summer day, I can't be behind that. But the more I start, you know, eating pesto later on in my life, we get into those late teen years, I'm enjoying it, but I can't, I can't like pin a, a face to this flavor profile. I'm, I'm aware there's basil. I'm aware there's garlic, occasionally pine nuts, but that's kind of it. Nothing really else. It's just pesto. There's, there's no attachment. I've got an emotional attachment to that meat sauce. I can reflect coming back from soccer practice on a Tuesday or Thursday, starving, worked real hard, 90 minute session, got sweaty, take a shower, come downstairs, big plate of pasta, got the salad, some sort of apple cider, balsamic vinaigrette. I mean, that, that, that was good eating. The pasta always topped off with that you know, low-fat ground turkey. Like I said, we've gone through tomato paste, diced tomatoes, olive oil, salt, pepper, and garlic powder, but never pesto. Until the other night, everyone, I, I think it's understandable or relatable to look at animated food and be like, you know what? That looks pretty good. It's a whole other thing to look at animated food that's not for humans, and say that looks good. I um, I was eating this pesto pasta the other night, and everything was pretty normal. I was eating pasta. It was simple. Take a bite, scroll on Twitter, swallow. Take a bite, scroll on Twitter, swallow. Take. You get the point. I got about midway of the bowl, making some serious headway. And I took one bite in particular. This bite had a little bit more pesto. I guess I didn't mix it up properly. But it kind of just hit me, literally, in my mouth. All of a sudden, things get a little quiet. The, the smoke rising from this battlefield inside the flavor, just sitting on my tongue, getting familiar with my palate. But then all of a sudden, the once uh, profile pickless Facebook account that is Pesto, it gets a very recognizable picture in my mind. I flash back five years old on my maroon couch. I'm sitting crisscross applesauce, flexible at the time, not so much anymore, watching a movie. And not on DVD, we're, we're not on cable either. VHS, A Land Before Time. Does anyone remember that series? A bunch of young dinosaurs going on adventures. Uh, one character in particular now actually heads this Facebook account. I flash back to his long neck, youthful face, a three-year-old bronchiosaurus named Littlefoot. Now, one thing in particular about Littlefoot, he would eat leaves. And I, and I, and I for some reason, I forget that animals actually eat leaves. And I, don't, I think it might be because I'm raising uh, three succulents of my own, and I just can't fathom eating them. But Littlefoot loved leaves. And the way he would eat these leaves, it was kind of like a young child just facing cotton candy. Just big bite, goes all over their face, kind of crystallizes, gets, you know, gets real sticky, a nice pink coating beyond the lips. That's what Littlefoot was doing with these leaves. And for some reason, and I've always been one for salad, I'll admit it, I've always been pretty friendly with my vegetables, but there was something about Littlefoot eating these leaves off these trees in prehistoric times that made this animated vegetation look like it had its own station at a soup plantation on a Friday night. High demand. It looked good too. It looked delicious. Leaves. Plain leaves. If I'm having salad, there's got to be dressing, but Littlefoot the definition of evolution with his long neck, plucking these leaves off these trees, getting almost like a green tongue, similar to a, a red wine tongue, showing someone what you've been up to. Merlot, you tell me. Littlefoot, something about that. And I'm eating this pesto in this moment, my own palate green, that Facebook account now with a familiar face. 
the animated leaves looking delectable. I can understand sunny side up eggs, but I flash back to the land before time to find that leaves look good. And I can't recall any other show where a non-human food looked really good. I, I'm trying to think and I can't. Was never into, well, it was never into anything at, like the chum bucket, for example, that, that was all disgusting. We're going to SpongeBob at this point. I believe I've seen glove candy that never looked good. I think of latex when they go to glove world, SpongeBob and Patrick. I might be missing shows, but for the most part, when I think of animated food not meant for humans, for animals, that looks absolutely fantastic, it's going to be the conveniently placed leaves that Littlefoot was enjoying in the land before time. No doubt about it. Everyone, here's my thing. Did I just relate pesto to animated plants? 100%. And I'm completely fine with that. 